that just someone at the door. <laughs> Greetings, friends and lovers. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Finger Guns podcast. We did it. We freaking did it. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by Twitch's own Gregaton Bomb, Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. Welcome back. Thanks, man. And that's not a pun. That is literally just welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling? Yeah, man. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling good. I can... Uh, I can stand upright, which is an amazing feeling. And uh, I can't do much else once I'm there, but you know. It's like in two. One step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Step at a time. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be getting back to some sense of normalcy. Good, good. Yeah, feeling good. Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How are you doing, Captain? I'm good. Thank you very much. Also, welcome back from me, too. Thank you very much indeed. I need to ask you. Um, how was four hours of your life watching the Snyder Cup? Um, it was all right. It was, I'm going to say it was all right. It probably was better than the first one, but I never saw it. And I spent, I think I read somewhere that he spent most of the reshoot money uh, planning out new movies. So it's lots of new scenes that just make you think there's going to be sequels that are probably never going to get made. So a Mm. lot of that was not necessary. (laughs) Wonder Woman was awesome. Um, but yeah, overall I'd give it a probably like a seven. Okay. Okay, not bad. It's not a bad a f- movie, but it's just not a great movie. Okay, fair enough. What a waste of time that was. <laughs> and Mr. Sean Davies. Word up, homie. How's it going, man? I'm very well. I'm not going to welcome you back. I was going to cool. take over. I was going to take over the joint. <laughs> I was going to start trying to morphing into your, your accent. And slowly but surely start to call myself like Ross Davies. And then, all right, Ross- Jafar, calm down. <laughs> Oh, I'm so pleased to see you. Uh, oh, you, you're back, are you? I thought I buried you. Yes. Uh, welcome yeah. back. Thanks, man. I want to say a big thanks uh, to you for holding the fort. It was um, a pleasure. Whilst I was otherwise sorting my shit out. And to, of course, to Greg and Toby as well for jumping on and making uh, three awesome episodes. And I'm very, uh, very sorry I wasn't there for them. But yeah. I'm here now, and hopefully, yeah, uh, we can steer this uh, this ship into much more prosperous things from now on. The four or five of us. Uh, Paul couldn't join us tonight, but I'm sure he sends all of you listeners his best wishes. And for the 100th episode, uh, we decided we're just we're just going to do a normal episode, but say 100 a few times. Like, hey, this is the 100th time we've done this, but we do have a fun quiz incoming, so look out for that. But first up, it's game of the week. So, I'll go from the top. Mr. Greg Hicks, your game of the week. Mine isn't going to be anything that's going to surprise anyone or be new, but I got my PS5 on Tuesday, which was to- totally delivered to my house, and that is all we'll say on the matter. Um, I got uh-huh. Spider-Man with it, and I wasn't really too enthused about it, because, I mean, Toby found the bundle for me, and he managed to get it with Spider-Man. So thank you, Toby. But I was a bit like, oh, man, it seems a bit of a cop out having a full price Spider-Man game. And I kind of had fatigue from rinsing the last one. 
So I was a bit like, oh, fine, I'll play this game that I got with my PlayStation 5. And yeah, I'm actually really enjoying it. Uh, I've turned off the adaptive triggers because they were just getting on my fucking nerves already. Like, it is uh, an Astro's Playroom. I know it's great, but it, oh, it's annoying me because <laughs> I keep thinking my trigger's stuck when it's resisting. I just want to like jam it down harder. And it's just like, oh, it's not broken. It's just, it's, it's gimmicky. But that aside, I have really been enjoying Spider-Man so far. The, the, the story's pretty simple for a Spider-Man game. It doesn't pull anything new on me, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. So nothing new for my game of the week. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Spider-Man Miles Morales. But nice. I don't like new Spider-Man's face. I, just, I forgot about that. <laughs> so when it, when it does the recap bit at the start, and I'm like, that's not Spider-Man. Bring me Spider-Man's face. Um, Yeah, that was a bit jarring. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that fiasco. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm playing Spider-Man and enjoying that. Cool. Cool. And you said you jumped into Astro as well. Yeah. I mean, I I know you guys have put up pictures and stuff, all the showcase stuff, and I I don't want to... I haven't seen too many spoilers, so it's quite nice finding, like, the little bots doing... Uh, tributes to other games like the God of War one, the Resident yeah. Evil one when it's Jill and Chris like hiding behind the door like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I'm at the bit with the frog suit thing. Oh yeah, I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm lying. I'm lying down in my bed. I don't want to be tilting the fucking controller, and I just don't want to play it like that. That's why I never got a PlayStation Move or VR. I'm just like, no, I don't like it. I just want to sit and chill. Not. But yeah, other than that, it's fun. It's quirky, and I love like when you found the, the PlayStation move controller and it's like, stop or my move will shoot. And I was like, Haha, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a plenty of uh, little things that you especially will enjoy yeah. as you play through. Yeah. I've been a PlayStation fan. So for, for life. So yeah, definitely. I haven't, no, I don't think we've spoiled all of them. So no, no, <laughs> I give, I give, I've given two. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, Mr. Toby Anderson, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week. Um, has recently gone through embargo, although it's not out for another four days. Um, it's Kaze or Casey and the Wild Masks. Do you still not, after all this time, you still don't know how to say the name? It's not really it's said Kaze. during the game. It's Kaze, isn't it? Like, like, like Ryu is Ryu. <laughs> yeah, but I think there was a thing where it said it was Casey during the, um, from the developers. Mm. Anyway. It's not, um, not Kazi like toilet then. Not as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, it's a good little game. Um, 2D platformer, very much like sort of Rayman or Shantae or something like that. Um, they're probably the closest allegories. And it was, it's very, very, very hard. Um, it got to the point towards the last couple of levels where I was just dying like dozens and dozens of times on sections. Um, and you only get one checkpoint per level. So it's very, very tough. Um, but yeah, it really brought back sort of memories of Rayman. I, I think it's it's a very deserved sort of Rayman successor. If you liked Legends and Origins, you will like Kaze and the Wild Masks or Kaze or whatever it is. Um, it's uh, it's just, yeah, it's just got all the good little bits that you like from, from platformers. It's just, it's an homage. It's not really pushing the envelope or anything like that, but it's a good solid game and I liked it. Um, and I've been looking forward to that one for a long time as as you guys will know. Um, so it's nice that it came out and it wasn't shit because <laughs> um, sometimes yeah. you can look forward to these things and get really stuffed when they when they come out and they're really rubbish yep hello haven <laughs> yeah haven was disappointing <laughs> hello hello daymare 1998 oh wow that's a yeah. deep cut i was looking forward to that and it was turbo <laughs> wank 
Um, so yeah, that's my game of the week. Um, Casey and the Wild Masks. Awesome. I'm glad you got a chance to play it because uh, yes. I know you were hyped for it. That's uh, that, that's awesome and that you enjoy it. It's great. Uh, Sean Davies, game of the week. My game of the week is called Mundawn. I think that's how you say it. Um, it's a indie horror game where you explore an, uh, a valley in the Alps and all kinds of weird shit goes down. Uh, it's got a very, very cool art style. Everything's hand-drawn with pencils and charcoal and things and then scanned and then attached to 3D models. It is unlike anything I've ever played before. Uh, I say that sometimes, but this really is unlike anything I've ever played before because it doesn't feel like a traditional game. Everything that is, it, it looks weird. And it is, it's macabre and odd. And if, if you like indie horror games, like don't go into it expecting like, amazing polished you know puzzles and horror scares and stuff because it's not that it's just weird and odd and perplexing and if, if you like those indie type horrors i'm thinking like um soma or maybe the um well not daymare <laughs> um something better yeah. than that something in between those two <laughs> um it, it's it's a cool little game and uh it's got a very cool uh, story, which um, has you digging into the past to find out why the hell this thing is haunting all of the people of Mondorn. It's on all the consoles now, and you can go and get it and have a look. Awesome. What about your game of the week? Oh, sorry. I just wanted to shout out that Fortnite's um, new season, the opening to that was great. Yeah, I was briefly going to mention that there was a, a they did, did like a cool little single player um, experience experience uh, between the uh, between the two seasons and yeah it was fun it was shorter than i expected it to be but um yeah the new season is a good laugh the very little i played of it but i'm having a good time with the bow and lara croft it's a good laugh um but my yeah my game of the week i mean i obviously haven't played an awful lot um i've been consoleless for three weeks but i have been playing uh, a mobile game called doctor who the lonely assassins which i'm actually uh, reviewing for the site which unbelievably is my first review of the year that's how screwed up my year has been thus far. But I'm very much looking forward to actually writing something again. And I'm having a really good time with it so far. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a a found phone game um told in the Doctor Who universe and it's kind of a sequel to um an episode called Blink which if you know Doctor Who it's a massive episode. It's a, one of the best episodes they've ever made. And it follows the story of you looking for a guy called Lawrence Nightingale who's in that episode um the brother of Sally Sparrow who comes in contact with the Weeping Angels. Again, if you're a Doctor Who fan, that'll mean a lot to you because the Weeping Angels are awesome. And I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so it was great to play a game in that universe because there aren't many Doctor Who games um, that are actually any good or worth playing. Um, I think the VR one last year wasn't too bad. Sean, did, did you play it? I did, yeah. It was it yeah. was pretty good. It had, it had issues, but it was pretty good. Hmm. So yeah, they're kind of they're moving in a good direction, and I think there's a there's a non VR sequel to that coming this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, this one's a good laugh, and it's uh, full of lots of Doctor Who Easter egg. If you're a fan, there's lots of little bits that you notice in it. They're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, they mentioned nothing. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so I'm having a good time with it. It's um about probably I think about halfway through, and it uh, has you teaming up with uh, Petronella Osgood from the series if again if you know Doctor Who you know who that is and so it's uh, it's a good time and all the uh, voiceovers and stuff are the actual actors so it makes it a lot more authentic 
So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. And my review of that should be up this week. And, uh, yeah, very thankful for the code from Maze Theory. Very kind of them. Right then, it's time for the 100th episode quiz. And we're going to do it a little differently than we have ever done before Ooh. this week. Mr. Sean Davies, over to you. Yeah, so we're going to try something a little bit different. So each of the guys have a buzzer. And they will be buzzing in to give you the answers there. And then, as I ask the question, or as soon as I've asked the question, and we'll get the answer straight away. And I'll be keeping a, a track of who's got the right most right answers. I've got 22 questions because well. I'm not going to be repeating them. <laughs> and uh, I'll go through them quickly. They're not hard questions, I don't think. So this should be this should be fun. Now, I just want to set a few few ground rules. If you buzz in and you get the wrong answer, you can't buzz in again for the same question. Fair. Okay. If I can't hear your buzz, then I'm not picking you. So, like, if, if I'm talking and you buzz and I don't hear, then I can't pick you. So, um, I will I will call out the person whose buzz I hear first. Okay. Okay. Because you don't shout out answers. Do you want us just to go through what our buzzes are? Yes, we're going to do that now. So, okay. Ross, do you want to tell us what your buzzer is? Very good. Uh, Greg? Uh, hang on. We had the conversation about games, and I didn't realize we both went for Mario. I've got the coin. That's, That's okay. Right. doesn't matter. Okay. I get that one. Uh, Toby? Did you not hear it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Oh. Yeah. Toby? Sorry, did you want me to go? Yeah. Okay, mine is this. Okay, so we've got It's a Me, Mario, the coin from Mario, and... You've been spotted in Mel Gear Solid. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah, this temperamental yep. button thing is annoying. <laughs> okay, so question one. Red Knight, Grimbles, Peely, and Agent Jones are all skins from which game? Mario. Ross? Fortnite. Fortnite is correct. Well yeah. Boyers. <laughs> <laughs> question two. What is the name of the airborne city in Bioshock Infinite? Greg? Columbia. Columbia is correct. Question three. Which fighting game's name translates as Iron Fist in Japanese? Mario! What? Ross? Uh, Mortal Kombat? <laughs> no, you're frozen out. Right? <laughs> I, heard, I heard Greg's coin go up. Tekken. Tekken is correct. Well done. <laughs> King of Iron Fist. Uh, question four. Which of the mainline Elder Scrolls games takes place in the province of Cyrodiil? <laughs> Greg? Uh, is it Morrowind? No, that takes place in Morrowind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ross or Toby? Mario. Oh, I heard uh, Toby's first there. Hi, uh, Rim. <laughs> no, that takes place in Skyrim. I okay. Was, I damn it! Like, I thought it was like I thought they were different. Pro oh, I don't mind. I got it wrong. Uh, Ross, uh, the Elder Scrolls Two. No, <laughs> it's it's Elder, Elder Scrolls Online. It's Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, oh is that not set it. in Oblivion? Oblivion isn't a place. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, a oh, man. Question five. Hanzo, Genji, and Mercy are all characters from... Greg? 
Overwatch. Overwatch is correct. Uh, question six. Well done, Walker. You've done what the storm could not. Destroyed. Is it what you're from? Is that what you're going to ask? Well, you, I don't know. You give me what you think the answer is, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. That is correct, John, yeah. John Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> the full quote was, well Jesus done, Christ. Walker. You've done what the storm could not. Destroyed the damn 33rd. Do you feel like a hero yet? Okay. Uh, question seven. What is the cult in Far Cry 5 called? Oh, damn it. Greg? Is it Joseph Seed and the Seedlings? <laughs> no, that's the band they started afterwards. <laughs> no, it's not, no. Uh, Ross or Toby? Oh, okay. I know this. I'm going to give you three seconds. I'll know it when you say it. <laughs> It's a project at Eden's Gate. Oh, oh. Eden's Gate, yeah. I've played it. Uh, okay, question eight. If you win a match of Player Unknown's Battleground, what phrase is shown on the screen? Mario! Greg, just before him. Go on. Uh, win a winner chicken dinner. That is correct. Uh, question nine. Which British developer created Speedball 2 Brutal Deluxe? Greg? Um, <laughs> Bitmap Brothers. Yes, but Is it? Jesus, oh, sweet! <laughs> God damn it, man! Question ten: Cookatiel, Topper, and Robo Brood are all boss battles from which Mario game? Oh, Greg! Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. No. Okay. Paper Mario. Paper Mario. No. Ross. <laughs> so so convinced then as well. Super Mario Odyssey. Correct. Ah. Yes. Finally. Okay, question 11. What are you awarded when you win a game in Fall Guys? Greg? A crown. A crown is correct. Mario! Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not going off at the right time. I'm oh, hammering. No. I've, I've got... Right, if you're using gamer sounds, I've set it as a favourite. I've gone to favourite. I'm literally hammering it every time I get to it. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm doing the exact same thing and it's only working it's once every four button. touches. Yeah. Basically like yeah. trying to mash around, like like playing Minesweeper on it. That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. What was the answer to that last one? <laughs> Crown. Crown. Oh, I thought it was like, here's your dignity or something. <laughs> no, you lose that when you play Fall Guys. Yeah, exactly. Oh! Okay, question 12. Which American politician made headlines in 2020 by playing Among Us on Twitch? Oh, mine kind of cancelled itself out then. Yeah, I heard a bleep, but I'm not counting that because that was that was crap. I was hammering the button. <laughs> Ross? Oh, no. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Correct. Yeah. What? That, uh, I heard a bleep. I didn't know. It was me hammering the button like, like that. Well, <laughs> well, you've got to give it a chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. Question, <laughs> question 13 at the start of Final Fantasy 7 Cloud and the Avalanche members attack which Mako reactor Greg uh, Mako reactor number one correct <laughs> stupid button <laughs> <laughs> question 14 what is the name of the fictional world that the Genshin Impact takes place in this is a Toby question Toby's Hello. played like not Toby enough time it. to really give a shit about it. <laughs> you reviewed it. No, no I didn't. I didn't no, 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 no. Played it. Mario. Ross? 
Is it Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. The answer is Tavat. Um, question 15. Which game comes pre-installed on the PS5? Greg. Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Well, that's not correct. technically because you have to download it. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Question 16 in The Last of Us Part 2. What is the name of Ellie's horse? Oh. Greg. Shimmer. Shimmer. Shimmer is correct, yeah. Oh, you, I got were you trying to pass your voice off as mine? Shimmer. Okay, question 17. Keanu Reeves plays which character in... Okay, I heard Ross first. Uh, he plays Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk 2077. Incorrect. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Toby? Why is that incorrect? What? He didn't finish the question. He didn't, he didn't finish the question. <laughs> oh, I ain't got an answer then. Okay. <laughs> Greg, you kept chiming in. What was this? Oh, my button got broken. Um, oh, okay. Um, 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 quickly, what other games was he in? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Johnny Mnemonic 2. No. <laughs> the, the answer to Keanu Reeves played which character in 2003's Enter the Matrix game was Neo. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. That'll teach us. <laughs> Okay, question 18. What is the name of the private military company in Watch Dogs Legion? Greg? Uh, Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's not that. Either Ross or Toby. I'm pressing the goddamn button. <laughs> Come on. Just do the voice. Just, just go, it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Ross. What is it? right. It's um, Albion. Albion is correct. Well, done. how greasy is your phone screen? Eh? It's not <laughs> registering. It's not. It's just tap, tap. Come on! Oh, <laughs> don't, don't be just mine finally works. That was that was after I pressed it like a hundred times. Oh my god! Okay, question nineteen. What was the original name for Immortals: Phoenix Rising? It's me, Mario. Ross. Gods and monsters. Gods and monsters is correct. Question twenty. What is the longest-running sports-based video game of all time? Greg? Mario! Uh, Hesitation. Madden? I'm, I, I, can't, I can't give you that, because you just like, uh, I'm going to take all this time. You buzzed and then just didn't give me an answer. Uh, what, you didn't give me a <laughs> countdown? No, I'm, I'm not having you buzzing and then going, uh, I don't know. Well, I buzzed to secure my place. I buzzed to secure my place, and I gave you an answer in the allocated time. I'm not buzzing until I know the answer. You know, I did have like the rules. Answer. Toby, what's the answer? <laughs> I'm going to go with FIFA. No, it's wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, uh, Madden. It is Madden. Yeah. Because you heard Sean, you heard Sean go, uh, bullshit. Exactly that. That's exactly what happened. Because I gave you an answer and you were like, oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, but you, like, you, you buzzed and then just went. Uh, designated answer time until you gave Ross a countdown a minute but Just don't, don't, don't buzz until you know the answer. Like, I have an answer. I just had a, I had a verbal tick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question bullshit. 21. What does the term CPU stand for? I heard Toby the first. Um, central processing unit. Correct. 
Tubies off the mark. Well done, Tubes. Yeah, yeah, at one point. <laughs> Goddamn buzzer. Is that the first? Is that the first I one? think I would have had about three if the buzzer had worked, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and finally, question 22. What is the name of the protagonist in all of the Monkey Island games? Yeah. Greg? Guybrush Streetwood. Correct. Yay. Well done, guys. You got to the end of the well quiz. I'm sorry that my rubbish. I know my shit. I should have got mad, <laughs> but you're being a penis. Yes. <laughs> That'd be a sore winner. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so the winner of that was uh, Greg with 11 points. Um, well done. Ross, Ross came in with six, and Toby got one. We, <laughs> we, will, we will fix this up, and we will we will make it better. Um, but as a proof of concept, and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Greg with 50%. My God. Yeah. Very nice. Lovely stuff. Oh, man. Well, thank you very much, Sean. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure indeed. Right, let's jump into some news. And first up, Sony have revealed their controllers for PSVR 2. Now, it's looking particularly fancy. Um, definitely an upgrade from our PlayStation Move controllers that we're using in the last generation. Um, looking very Oculus with finger tracking and some hand pointing, hand detection and things like that. So it all looks pretty fancy. I'm going to take this one over to uh, Mr. Sean Davies, who is our resident uh, VR expert slash owner, also known as the only person that has VR on the podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what do you think? I'm very impressed with these controllers. Um, hmm. And having looked at their specs and everything, I apologize if you can hear banging my rabbits eating its cage. Okay. Um, so um, the the controllers look brilliant because they have stuff that isn't in any other VR controller and is a combination of things that are in only other controllers. So, you know, you can't normally get all of these features in one controller. So you've got, they, they are, they cage your hand around, like around your hand and they've got sensors in them, which will track full 365 degree movement without the camera, which is great. They've got finger tracking, so you won't have to pull the trigger. You can actually just track your fingers within those kind of globes that do look a lot like the Sony Ericsson sign. Um, they have haptics, um, which is kind of standard for a lot of the Rift units. But more than anything else, they have the adaptive triggers, which is a first in any VR controller. So something that they've, you know, kind of spearheaded with normal controllers, they've gone ahead and put in VR. And I think just... Like as a combination, that could be that could be excellent. Is a, you know, is is something that is not in any other VR. Um, but the one thing that has got me worried is going to be the price, because for a set of Rift Two controllers, I think it's one hundred and fifty pounds, and they don't have as many features as these PSVR Two controllers do. So it's a possibility that they they could be quite an expensive piece of kit. But uh, only time will tell, I guess. Do you think they're going to be aiming for kind of the Oculus Quest kind of 300 is mark along with the headset? Or do you think they'll be... Because PSVR was 350 without controllers when it launched. So do you think they're going to aim for that or will it be a little higher, do you think, if the controllers are packed in? I think I think it'll be higher because I think uh, what, they, what they've realised is that with PSVR, the original unit, uh, it was all great, uh, but it was all kind of an, a, an acceptable first step. And it got people involved in VR. Now, I think P PSVR 2, um, I think they're going to go 
with higher specs. I think we're going to have a really like high-end headset. We're going to have a single cable coming out of it going to a P the PS5. So uh, it'll, it'll be one of these ones where it, you'll just be buying the headset and the controller rather than um, a PC in the back of the headset as well. So it won't yeah. be like the Quest where you don't need a PC. Uh, you can just take it anywhere. You will definitely need a PC for it. Sorry, the PS5. Um, but I do, I do think it'll be a lot more expensive this time around. I think it might be one of the more expensive pieces of hardware that's only put out. And I think it, that's because they already have a PSVR. So, you know, why, why try to undercut their own product? You know, people are still going to be buying PSVRs for years. But, you know, if they can offer this, like, really high-end piece of equipment, then why not? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, we don't know what the PSVR 2 looks like yet. We've only got a confirmation that it exists. Um, were you surprised about how early they revealed the controllers? Do you think that was a way of uh, attempting some devs over? or For sure. I don't know. It seems, because PSVR 2 seems like a, still like a, a way off yet. Yeah, I think that the, the great thing is that it is, it is a, a lot closer to um, the Rift controllers and the Vive controllers. So that a lot of people will, like a lot of developers can look at that and go, we can develop for that really quickly. Like we've got a game that will mm. go on that very quickly. It wouldn't run on the PS4. Our game wouldn't run on the PS4, but it might run on the PS5. So I think that it's it's kind of setting a lot of minds at ease and all, and kind of setting up a shop to say, hey, we're going to release a VR. This is going to be the controller. It'll be an astounding controller, but it's also close to what you're already developing on. And I think it is to entice a couple of developers. But I also think it's it's to set out a stall to say, um, we are going to have a platform where you can sell your game, and we're going to continue to do that. But it's it's going to be um, a static platform. And the problem with a lot of these VR platforms is that, for example, if you if you could go and try and buy an Oculus at this point online, and you're not buying directly from Oculus. There's so many different models, so many different controllers, so many different motion tracking, so many different like different pieces of hardware you could put together. And each one has to be dealt with when a, a developer creates a game. So, you know, you've got some with eye tracking, some with head tracking, some with cameras, some with sensors. All of that's got to be dealt with by the game. Sony is setting out a store, much like they do with the console, and say, this is the hardware come and develop for this. This will be 10 years worth of hardware that you can develop for, get accustomed to this. And it's a great way of saying, okay, have this in your mindset when you're moving forward, because this is what we want to be the standard. And it's a great standard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big question is how much money are they going to throw at Valve to get Alec, Half-Life Alex on this thing? Yeah. Because that's the biggest problem with that. There was a great article on, on The Verge, I think it was, or was it Venture Beat, um, that was like, why isn't Half Life Alex a mainstream success? And you're like, well, it's because it's locked behind £2,000 worth of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, um, everyone else that can't afford such luxuries are begging to play that game, myself included. Uh, do you think Sony are going to pull the check out, the checkbook out, and get that sorted? Or is that a still a pipe dream? I don't think Sony will need to pull out the checkbook. I think when PSVR 2 comes out, I think there will be enough developers lining up a lot, as well as Steam, 
as well as Valve to get games onto it. Mm. Because I, th- I, mean, I think it, it's it's not going to be selling any more of their own hardware by the time yeah. PS4, PSVR 2 comes out. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think that's the biggest question so far. I mean, could it even run Alex? I mean, it probably. I'm presuming the PS5 could run Alex quite easily. Yeah, the, but, it, um, it's better than better than the recommended specs. So sure. Uh, Toblerone, have you got any uh, any thoughts on PSVR two? Does does the the idea that the controllers are kind of mimicking more of the PC experience into into a console? Does that give you an an, an interest in it at all? Um, I've been interested in trying out VR and having VR you know, the whole time it's been around, it's just always been too expensive. Um, even even 350 quid, I think, was was pretty, pretty much pushing it for the, the the array of games that were actually available. Mm-hmm. Um, if they bring things like Half-Life Alex to PlayStation 5, um, then, you know, I would definitely want something VR related if it was going to be at sort of the 300 price point or less. That would, be, that would push me over the edge, probably. Um, I think it's really cool that they are, continuing to develop for VR because I always think I always thought that VR was you know the future thing to go for um, and as Sean said the original one is you know proof of concept this is much more um, adaptable and available and you know it, it will do more stuff and and it's the beginning of like eight years or so worth of hardware and, and that that's a really good thing to do to set yourself up um, I'm, I'm just glad that VR is not dead, if you see what I mean, because VR has been attempted, you know, <laughs> a couple of times in the past and not really got very far. Whereas we're in a sort of five year bubble where it's where it's still working. And for PlayStation to bring out a version two and Oculus to have their version two and all that kind of stuff is is quite encouraging. I think it's cool that it's got adaptive triggers. I still don't really get on board with this haptic feedback. I think that's a marketing, you know, that's good marketing words, but haptics is not what we've got. It's lots of varieties of rumble um and that's nice but it's not haptic um but the rest of it is really cool that's the there's a little cage for your hand to sit in which does look a bit funny when they start talking about how much freedom your hand has but it's tracking everything isn't it it's it's tracking the movement of your hand and where it's going and that little circle going around your wrist is being tracked by the headset that we haven't seen yet so yeah really really cool um it's the price point that will probably be the decision point for me yeah I think it's going to be more expensive than the PS5, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder. I, I was going to ask um, Sean: Was the is P, is VR something where you think it would undercut the market? You know, do you think because they they undercut themselves on their you know they make a loss on their on their consoles, don't they? To to bring out the PS5, same with PS4, same with PS3. Is it worth doing something like that with VR, or is it just is it still such a high spec you know small market that it's not worth doing that yet? Because the the only people who will buy it will buy it at ridiculous prices anyway. I think, I think it ended up working out that way for PSVR, for the original, because of a couple of games like um, Super Hot and uh, what's the other one? Blast? No. Uh, the one where you had to smack the boxes with the sticks. Beat Sabers. That's Beat the one. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, I think it, it did eventually make sense to do to do VR for Sony because of those games and the amount of like copies they sold i'm not sure if it still makes sense to to sell them as a loss leader because a lot of those developers that have kind of so th- there was this bubble and everyone was going vr is the next thing invest 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 and then a lot of people lost a lot of money because the bubble it didn't burst 
It's just that all these wild predictions of VR being in every home in America and, and around the world yeah. did not pan out. So I, I get the feeling that it's kind of like it'll be half and half. They won't they won't take as much of a hit as they probably did with the PSVR, but they are probably going to invest in it being a better experience. So more people will likely get involved. And that was the problem with v, with the first VR. It was it was like it was pretty good VR, you know. And once you were in it, it looked great. But it's just such a hard sell because on on a, on a flat screen, it looks terrible. It looks awful. Yeah. And it was because you know it was the VR uh, running on a PS4, which at that point was already what five year old tech. So we'll see. I really yeah. hope they just just go for it, just big style. Uh, I remember the uh, the res that we went to. PlayStation were kind of down on the lower floor and all they had was VR units. And that was a really good way of finding out because you know you you can sell VR by playing it. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. You can't sell VR on a flat screen. And um yeah, I think now fingers crossed things will start opening again, events will start happening and we can properly try PSVR too uh, before we shell out hundreds and hundreds of pounds for it. Um, Greg, have you got any final thoughts on this? No, I hate being such a naysayer on PSVR um, or any kind of VR really, but Toby's kind of echoed my sentiments. It's the price point that puts me off. Like, I'm coming around to the idea, much like we spoke the other week about digital taking over, like the, the curmudgeonly old man that is me is going, fine, I will embrace it. And I would like to get into PSVR, but for one, I don't have the space for it. Um, because of my, my room layout, I pretty much lay on my bed and look down at my TV, not at an angle. So I don't have the space to stand up and uh, get my groove on. And yeah, the price point, I mean, that's obscene. It should be an extra, not a fucking luxury. You know, here is the wave of the future. Cough up shitloads more money for it for barely a handful of games, which I know is quite ironic because I've just bought a PS5 with one game. But it just, yeah, it just, I mean, like, I don't want to repeat what, what toby said and it's just pretty much that like the the obscene price point for something yeah. that's still in an introductory well it's not introductory is it it's been around for a while but something that's still um not rivaling controller based gameplay like i had to go on sniper elite vr when sean and i were at egx and i enjoyed it it was it was quite immersive but i'm not going to buy it for you know one game or maybe two games for that price point no of course not so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my views on it. I, I, I said I, I sound negative all the time, but I'm, I'm keen for technology. Just, you know, I'm not a millionaire investor, so. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, it's VR isn't mainstream yet. It's not. Mm. It's and because of that, it's not mainstream priced. You know, the, the day when we're 30 years in the future and your console is a big VR world, then fine. You know, I'll be yeah. a 65 year old man going, this is great. <laughs> but, you know. Until we're ready player one. Yeah, exactly. And it will just be the Oasis every day. Back in my day, we had controllers. <laughs> I won't give up Sekiro yet, Blue, lad. And Blu-ray, it. Oh, VR Sekiro, that would just probably make me nauseous. I thought we weren't going to mention Sekiro <laughs> this yeah, time. I thought uh, we, we might get we away with so it. Well. Oh, sorry. We've done so well. We've <laughs> 41 minutes without mentioning the S word. I wasn't here for that rule. I apologize. <laughs> I, think we just, I think we just wore Sean down with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, no more Sekiro talk. Uh, right then, let's move on. Oh, he said it again. Um, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Holy Grail, isn't it? Oh, he said it. Oh, he said it again. Oh. We're not using the S word. Uh, right then, 
come next, we had a Square Enix presentation this week, uh, which looked pretty damn swell. I'm going to throw this one over to Tobe B. Anderson. Sorry, I don't know why it took so long to say your name. That was weird. <laughs> oh, B. <laughs> Anderson. Um, you, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it all the way through, but um, I know you did. What were your uh, overall thoughts and your highlights of what Square Enix had to present? Yeah. Um... Well, first, first thing I would say is that um, it has already been announced for summer. Um, there was something came out just the other day that said um, there is a summer one coming straight after this. So, like, cool. you know, in, in two or three months' time. Um, so, our predictions that it was called spring for a reason have been borne out already. Um, I think there's probably going to be four per year, maybe more. Um, in terms of what was actually at this particular one, I don't think it started well, but it overall by the time you got to the end of it you know there was enough meat to to justify an event um outriders probably started everything off looked pretty fun um that's coming to game pass on day one um and us with an xbox probably gonna try that out sean was saying it's got cross play as well so if you want to buy it on a different console then you can still play with all the people who've got it for free on their subscription um <laughs> you know, it's not for free but you know what i mean um yeah. and um they also announced that obviously um, Tomb Raider is on its 25th, is it, anniversary this year? Um, so yeah. there's going to be plenty of Tomb Raider based announcements, and this wasn't the only ones, but they announced a trilogy collection, which had already been leaked, but a trilogy collection of the um, the, the reboot series of Tomb Raider games, which are great. Um, and um, Lara Croft is appearing in a number of other things, including Fortnite, is it, that you said recently? And, um, yep. And something else as well. I can't remember what it was. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, but there's more to come. So I'm hoping there will be another, um, you know, sort of bigger Tomb Raider announcement maybe later in the year. Something new, something a bit more that we can get our teeth into. Are you saying the the Tomb Raider cookbook was not to your standards? That wasn't quite enough for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I like that idea. Um, not not sure what's, what's going to be cooked in there, like rats, you know, like rats on skewers or something. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> one, isn't it? Um, so I'm not sure what you cook for to be Lara Croft. Maybe it's a very very high high end posh cuisine um, from mm. the from her butler. Um, so they also had a whole mobile section in the middle, which was like. Just Cause Mobile and Hitman Mobile and a bunch of mobile games from Taito. And it's just like, oh, I'm not sure that's really me as an audience, but I'm sure they're making money out of it. It must be worth it to some people. Um, the Hitman one looked you know, pretty fun. Um, I'm sure there'll be fun games. They're just impossible to control because there's no buttons. Um, so if they bring it to a console or they bring it to a Switch or something, I'd probably play them, but um, not, on a, not on a mobile for me. The Taito one that was the coolest, though, was they had this um, Space Invaders, like augmented reality version. <laughs> though it looked cool, what I actually kind of wanted from a Space Invaders was, we've already had one probably, but it was more like a Tetris effect sort of a thing. Um, you know, something really mesmerizing and just, you know, score-based challenges and lots and lots of rethinking of how Space Invaders works. And I don't think it was quite that, but, you know, you can play it against your wall in your living room now have the have the aliens invading you know into your personal space <laughs> um, which which i kind of thinks an interesting concept i quite like it um and maybe three more things i'd pick out um so balan wonderworld was on there um because it's releasing in like three no, five days um mm. ugh, it looks terrible it looks so terrible i've I played the demo now there yeah me too that was the last thing i played before Oh man, that's what, that's what sent you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not no, you for the count, that one. Um, it's not what do you think? What do you think? No, no, not into it, unfortunately. Um, <sighs> I love I love Yuji Naka. I think he's a genius. 
but this yes. is this is not the way. We can agree that the the guy who's yeah Yuji Naka is is has made plenty of very very cool things, but this is not one of them. And it's it's got this terrible thing where you only control it with like one button for every move, and then once you've got a new costume, you lose your ability to jump. It's just awful. It's really awful. So I hope they take that demo and just they've changed a few things before it comes out in five days time. But I just don't think they've had time. Um, Life is Strange, I'll probably leave to Sean to talk about it in great depth, but um, Life is Strange looks really cool, Life is Strange 3. And the last one I want to talk about is Project Athia um, is now Forspoken, so it's no longer the working title of Project Athia. Um, and we got like an extra, what, 30 seconds or something of, of new material from that. So a girl um, called Frey Holland, um, who's, it says she's an ordinary girl, so I'm presuming she's from our world, has got crazy magical powers. It all looks a lot like Final Fantasy 15. And she's scooting, jumping, boosting, sort of climb mechanic all over the place. Um, there's definitely dragons. There's definitely all sorts of crazy magical creatures and such. But it looks like she's trying to survive in a place called Athia, which is like a dangerous Narnia sort of a thing. Um, and it looks a bit like Horizon Zero Dawn in the way that she's got like a focus thing and she's got like an AI talking to her and stuff as well. So yeah, I'm interested. I want to see more of it before I'm committed to buying that one. But yeah, it looks very, very cool. And that is what I took from Square Enix Presents number one. Fantastic. So yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's plenty of good stuff there then. Yeah, it was meaty enough. Awesome. Um, Sean, did you want to discuss uh, Life is Strange, True Colors? I did, but I just wanted to quickly mention that uh, Marvel's Avengers um, is now on uh, the next gen. Man, it's oh, I, such I a missed that one game. out. <laughs> It's so. It looks so good. Oh, I bet it does. I bet it it looks good. It looks so good on the PS5. There's no load screens, no nothing. It's just instant. Man, that this is the upgrade that it needed. This is what it should have come as. Wait, are you selling of the added gameplay? No, it's just the fact that it's like it's an experience now. You're not like you don't do a couple of jumps with Hulk and then go (sighs) for a minute while there's a load screen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's it's like you do a couple of jumps with Hulk and then a couple of seconds later you're back in the action again. I barely picked up my phone when I'm I know when I'm playing it, so that's I haven't tweeted much this week because there's been no load screens. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um so they they've added a video game to that game. They've they've added game, yeah. Oh my god. Congratulations on finally releasing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Life is Strange, True Colors. Yes. It's from um, the guys that did uh, Before the Storm, so Deck Nine. Uh, I think I called it Deck 13 last week, Deck Nine. It's four, four off. Um, it's not going to re- release as episodic content. It's all coming out in one chunk. It's going to come out in September 2021. So obviously each each episode, each season of, of Life is Strange, there is a protagonist, and that protagonist has some supernaturally powers. And this one is all about empathy. And the lead character, uh, Alex, has has a, a power that she can see an aura around people based on their feelings and their thoughts. And it looks stunning. This is a big step up for the series. And I don't know how long Deck Nine have been developing this game, whether it was since the end of Before the Storm or it's been recently, but... This game is like a massive step up in both art direction and detail. It's it's so colourful and so nice, and I'm very on board with this game 
there's a lot of music mm. focus and it looks awesome yeah me too it looks really good um i played through life is strange once and i didn't get to uh before the storm but i i don't think they can are they connected are they connected in any way yeah so in in before the storm you play as um chloe before the storm was a prequel wasn't it to life is strange yeah yeah okay um and so. it, it's like it, it before the storm was not as good as the original life is strange but i could you know they, they were kind of confined to what they could do but it was it was far more powerful and that, like it left a very valuable message at the end of it um which life is strange kind of left you on a oh okay um you either lose you like kind of sacrifice everything for the one that you slash love slash care about slash depending on what kind of person you are depending on what you took away from the game or you sacrifice the one you love for everybody else whereas as as before the storm was a very definitive storyline which is quite powerful so i'm hoping that they've still got the narrative chops that they displayed back then because it Mm. could be great yeah i've no doubt they will um, final question: What do you think about it being one whole experience? Do you think it'll be? Because Life is Strange was what maybe ten hours split across five episodes. Yeah. Do you think it'll be around a similar, a similar length? I don't know. I kind of, I'm, I'm going to miss the episodic content because I really like the kind of water cooler moment in gaming. Mm. Um, and I hope it is kind of a chunky game. Yeah. Um, but it's just well, if it has been in development for years, it might be longer. Life is Strange 2 is a much longer game. I think it's like 25 hours. So okay, we'll see. Interesting. September, come on. Bring it on. Um, something to play right after uh, we've all finished Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, Greg, did you, get, did you see anything from the Square event? Anything that I, uh, excited you? I did not, unfortunately, because I've had such a busy working week and it wasn't really sold on... It wasn't really sold to me last week when the list of games came out and I just kind of went... <laughs> I think I, I think I summed up my thoughts and I was just like not interested, not interested, mobile, mobile, not interested. What's the big what was the big surprise in the end? Was it the integrated trailer? Athia becoming Athia. forespoken. Okay, I've seen the trailer that it looks quite cool and the, the traversal looks quite funky. Like it's taken the whole climbing thing of Horizon and uh, Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that and it's made it fun. You know, the fact that you can sort of run and hop up cliffs with your cape behind you reminds me of like Shinobi and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Forspoken looks quite good. But other than that, I haven't really caught much of it because it didn't appeal to me. Yeah, fair enough. So you're saying you're not going to rush out and buy the Tomb Raider cookbook? I am not. Okay. Do you remember, I mean, just because it made me laugh, do you remember when, like, Tomb Raider merch was all the range and there was a Tomb Raider catalogue and it was like a watch and a towel and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff? And it's like, wow, we're at that point now where we're going, just like fashion from the 90s is coming back. We're going we're going back to that kind of thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I've sorted out oh. your Christmas present anyway. I'm going to... Maybe you can cook the frozen butler. Who knows? Winston! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, you can... Uh, I am currently playing as Lara Croft in Fortnite. It's very strange. Um, you can unlock the the OG kind of pixelated version of her as well, which is uh, kind of wild. Going to be lost on like 90% of Fortnite's audience. Yeah, but... Why does she look like okay. she's got really pointy boobies? <laughs> oh, no, they've been rounded out. Oh, well, that was yeah. a fucking. It's not OG, then, is it? It's more the face, I think. All the guns don't games. have round edges, man. I know, man. Talk so, to Epic Games, not me. I'm the one <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> My kids have got the battle pass, and they 
so the two characters you get is um, Lara Croft and Agent Jonesy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I'm going to be Agent Jonesy because he's a boy. I don't know who that girl is. Did you sign adoption papers the next day? <laughs> I'm have no child of mine. It, it, is, it is really great when these kids through a gaming education. Like, uh, every, so um, I shouldn't say this, but like my eldest is now playing Call of Duty. And it's like, I remember being good at these games when my reactions were okay. And he is reasonably good at them. And it's like um, Shadow of the Colossus. One of, one of the twins is going through Shadow of the, with the Colossus. The mm, you said, yeah. And it's just like, it is great. But I mean, now I've got to add like seven Tomb Raider games to the whole <laughs> catalogue of education. And it's... <sighs> well, it's like um, uh, Jason Bradbury from The Gadget Show. Have you seen his kid playing Fortnite? Is he good? Oh, it's fucking mental. He's got like he's got the keyboard at like a jaunty angle and it's just like oh. hammering it out. And then he put this was a couple months ago, and then he put a clip the other day where like his son uh took out the Fortnite champion. Jesus. And I was just like, yeah. damn, that kid's like eleven or something. Yeah. They, they there's, there's, me, there's me who can't speed run the S game that I was trying to do the other night. Snake eyes, man. Yeah. <laughs> part two tomorrow of not a speed run. Oh t- sorry, part two tonight of not a speed run. Slow run. Cool. Um, right then. Uh, finally, we had this thing from Tencent, which was quite interesting. Um, I'm going to take it over to uh, Twitter, where uh, Daniel Ahmad at ZHugeEx on Twitter. You probably know him if you listen to our podcast. Um, he's definitely worth a follow if you're into your video games. And um, he says Tencent obtained a, a patent for a PC video game console today, which was originally submitted in October 2020. The images show that the console adopts a similar design to Nintendo Switch, but has Windows 10-related buttons and would likely run Windows PC games. The concept of the handheld gaming consoles that run Android or Windows is not new. CGPD Win, for example. This will be the first time Tencent has expressed an interest in a specific handheld console space. Tencent currently distributes the Nintendo Switch in China. Um, it goes on, so yeah, head down to his um, head to his account uh, if you want to give it a full read. But there are some pictures as well of this thing, and it certainly does look like a little PC switch. Um, I don't know if there's more uh, that you can add, Sean, to this one, but yeah, it's quite interesting. This little PC handheld, again, they're not new, and video have been doing these things for a while, but why is it uh, particularly interesting that Tencent are uh, uh, kind of involved in this one? So the reason why I thought this was really interesting was the fact that Tencent own like a huge amount of the gaming industry, like a scary amount. And they obviously see the potential in a handheld switch. It's basically a switch, but for mobile game for for PC games. And I'm just I was I was looking through the list of companies that um, Tencent own or have invested in. So it's like Riot Games with League of Legends, uh, Epic Games. They own forty percent of Epic Games. Blue Hole, really? yeah, forty percent of of Epic Games is owned by Jesus Tencent. Christ. Yeah, they got in. What was amazing is they they got in before Fortnite exploded, so their forty <laughs> their forty percent was something like you know ten million dollars, and now it's like you know it must be multi billions now, surely. Yeah, I think I think Sony got five uh, percent of the company with like three times the investment, which. Oh, <laughs> What are we doing here? Let's just invest in Tencent. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they they own they own quite quite a big chunk uh, chunk of player unknown battlegrounds developers, five percent of Ubisoft, five percent of Activision. 
80% of grinding gear games, um, Supercell, Platinum Games, Jaeger, Frontier Developments, Paradox Interactive, Fat Shot, the list goes on and on and on and on of, of studios that they've either invested money in or own outright. So I was thinking if they were to make a console that was exclusive with those kind of games on, I mean, could you imagine a portable League of Legends machine? Good Lord. That would fucking sell. <laughs> um, that would sell insane amounts of units. And I was just wondering if, if if this comes to fruition, you know, is that the goodbye for the Switch maybe? <laughs> I mean... Well, you know, the Switch's biggest USP is Nintendo games. And it always will. Every Nintendo console is the biggest selling point is the fact that it's the only place you can play Nintendo games. So I don't think it's going to hurt the Switch, but it might kick the ass of some of the consoles. If... You know, you can play you can play League and you can play Warcraft and even like Valheim is massive right now, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you can play that on the go, you can't do that anywhere else. So yeah, I mean that would be absolutely enormous. But there's no, it's not, it's not official, it's not a real thing yet, is it? It's only a. a it's patent. just just a patent. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, patents don't always go to get used. It's just a, it's just a patent for a machine. But I mean, for for though for that company to own a patent for that, you know, they surely they weren't the only people thinking a switch, but it's for PC games. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um you know it's 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 a big it's a big possibility. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Um Gregaton, as someone who just got themselves a uh, a shiny PC, are there any games on there that you'd like to take on the go? I was going to say Hotline Miami, but then I can play that on Switch. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Yeah. Um, oh, God, nothing springs to mind. There's there's a few, uh, I mean, I know, it's, I know it's going to sound controversial saying it, but I've started playing Hatred because it was like £2. And it's wow. it's actually a fun game. And I, I mean, maybe because I'm desensitized because I've played Manhunt and stuff like that. Like, I can see why it caused a lot of controversy, but it's no different than having a shooting spree in, in Grand Theft Auto and shit like that. Like, I don't understand why it had so much outrage. Oh, because it's spree killing, right? That's the theme of the game. Um, can you not just, uh, you know, do the ludonarrative dissonance in GTA, for example? Anyway, but I mean, that would be a fun handheld game. Not to probably play with the sound on in public, but <laughs> Yeah, don't do it on the bus when it's like, ah, pigs to the slaughter and all that kind of shit. Yeah, um, like Narita Boy. But that's coming mm. on the Switch. Um, top of my head, there, there probably is a few games that I would, I'd like to play on the move, but then I don't take my light switch anywhere, so it's a bit redundant to me. Like, I don't have any long train journeys coming up that would warrant that. But hypothetically, yeah, there is probably quite a few. Like, uh, uh, being able to play like Resi 2, for example, on a handheld console would look the tits, but... Mm. Yeah, like I, I mean, to to answer your question, I could easily say, yes, any like X game would look good on handheld with that kind of power behind it, but um, nothing that springs to mind. Okay, so that's the thing. I mean, there's there's the um, the specifications um, for this thing are all in Japanese, so I can't. I was going to read them out, but I can't because they're all in Japanese. Is it not a page translation or anything? Uh, it's just a it's just a JPEG. So oh, um, oh bummer. Translate it. Yeah. But um, Tobes, I mean, what sort of power would this thing need? 
in order to to kind of really sell the idea that this is a, a high-rig gaming PC in your pocket? Um, I don't think I could name exactly what parts, but it's going to have to be more powerful than the Switch. It would be more, much more like yes. the, um, the the rumored new Switch that we're getting, you know, like the uh, the one that's going to be running 4K and Switch Pro and Switch Pro, you know, all the extra mm -hmm. stuff. So we're talking more like that at the very least, maybe more. Um, it probably wouldn't need to be quite as high as, you know, a Series X or a, or a PlayStation 5 to play a lot of the games we're talking about, you know, League of Legends and and Fortnite and such don't don't tax, you know, a high end PC. Um, so that they the better you know the better your PC the better they're going to run and these are going to be like the Switch versions, you know they could have lower slightly lower res versions anyway and and um, and be able to run them. It strikes me as an absolute no brainer when your company is pretty much the second largest video games company in the world after Sony. Um, they they have more market share and more sales than Nintendo and Microsoft. Um, so we just don't know Tencent because we don't live in China. And we just don't see it as, you know, the the essentially like Google or Facebook or whatever, that size company that it actually is. Um, in terms of cracking into a console market, I mean, I've, I've kind of been waiting for China to release its own console and do this for years. You know, just there's, there should have been a China only console for a long time um, that would have probably, you know, been a good competitor to Sony, to Nintendo, etc. Um, and if it's going to go handheld, then fine. If it's going to be battle royale and MMORPG centered because of PC gaming, that makes sense, you know, because of Android, because PC, you know, because of the ways that they, they are going to sort of be able to jailbreak these things and be able to run mobile stuff. Tencent is also like 50% of its sales are mobile game related. So the fact, the idea that this thing wouldn't run like every mobile game that you can imagine, it would, it would run everything. So yeah. it's it's that it's like you said before, like a like a League of Legends machine, like a Fortnite machine or a Clash of Clans machine. That is what it's for. Um, and I think that would if those games started to not be available anywhere else, like if there's one or two places they took they got taken away from, or like they weren't on your iPhone, or for example, and they were on this thing, and it would just yeah, it would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And of course, Fortnite isn't available on mobile right now, still. Exactly. So there you go. If it becomes the Fortnite mobile console, I mean, you can get it on Android, but via Epic Games, not really, not via the Play Store, but you know, um, it's not currently available on iOS, which is obviously the biggest, um, biggest mobile market. So yeah, very interesting stuff. Like I said, go follow um, at ZHugeEx um, if you're not already. You should do because he, uh, yeah, he discovers these uh, these wonderful little things that no one else finds, and uh, it, yeah, he's a great follow as well. Very funny. Uh, right then, let's jump into the indie corner with Mr. Sean Davies, the 100th, in, probably not the 100th indie corner, but the, uh, <laughs> the indie corner nonetheless. I kind of wish I'd done something like really special for this, but I've just picked three games that I thought are really cool. So awesome. <laughs> um, the first game is called Snake 3310. So this is a, a very nice short horror game uh, made for the Nokia 3310 game jam by a guy named Louis S. He's a physics student. You can go and check this out on itch.io um, under Snake3310. You can play it in browser, so you can play this game. It's a nice little short game about playing Snake on a Nokia 3310, and it, things happen. And 
<laughs> I can't explain it, but I had, had like a, a very, very cool 10 minutes with this game. That's, a, that's how long it'll take you. And yeah, go give it a look. It's, you know, it's it's nothing special, but it absolutely will kill 10 minutes if you have it. And it's very entertaining. Uh, the second game I want to talk about is called The USB Found in the Grass. It's out on Steam. <laughs> it's That's another one of those brilliant titles where you know everything you need to know now. Yes. This game is about a USB that was found in the grass. <laughs> um, wow. So it's like her story. So, you know, like how you navigate around PC, um, but it's rather, rather than like, you know, piecing together videos and stuff. It's like a forensic puzzle game about examining this USB stick uh, that was found in the grass. And you, you get like real world fo- like photos and footage of it being found and you get to see where it was found and stuff. And you basically have to piece together what's on the USB stick uh, around wh- where it was found and try to figure out what's happened, why it's there, etc. cetera. Um, it's kind of like a police puzzle, like a, an, a, an investigation game. Uh, so this is out now on Steam. It started with, with it's got a very interesting history. So it started as like a publicity stunt uh, when the developer Borak, he dropped 20 USB sticks containing like a, a piecing puzzle like the actual game on the floor at um, the um, Pixel Haven annual event in Poland. And people were like walking around and looking at these USB sticks on the floor. People picked them up and then started to try and investigate. So then he started to basically sell the game on USB sticks. People would like pay him and he would send the USB stick to them to be able to play this game. And eventually he decided, okay, I'm going to make a software version. So now this is the version that's out there. Um, and it looks very, very cool. Um, just go and give it to Google. It Like the artwork, you know, like when you get to the Steam page, it looks very odd, but it's, it's an odd game. Like it is unlike anything that I've played before. And uh, these, these are the kind of games that I go search for. And finally... Sounds like a terrible idea to pick up a random USB and then ident- investigate it by putting it in your PC. That's a good way to get a really bad virus. It is, but I think when, when, when like, if you were to, like, try and find the owner of said USB stick, I mean, obviously, you know, if it was, if you were to find a USB on the stick on the, on the, the, the street, you definitely probably probably wouldn't pick it up but what if he did and what if he contained like 12 billion pound in bitcoin mm. or something like that. <laughs> anyway um the last game is called the dark side of the moon uh, from Teana studios it's a new fmv game uh, which follows the struggles of a father who's trying to find his two kids that went missing during the night it's out now on pc it looks really promising it's got some uh it's, it's a very british game everyone's got kind of british accents and it's got a lovely branching narrative with five different endings. And I love FMV games. And this one looks like, uh, when I get a chance to play it, I'll give you a better report. But it looks very promising. And that was the Indie Corner. Lovely stuff. And where can I find that USB? I think it was somewhere in the grass. Awesome. Okay. I'll look there. Okay. Great stuff. Um, I should mention, if you want to check out, uh, we I was just mentioning Valheim. If you want to check out our review, our own Andy has done a review of Valheim up and up now on fingerguns.net. So go and check it out. I know millions of people are playing that game. So uh, we thought we'd get on it. And uh, yeah, his review is awesome. So do check it out. Um, well, I would go to the quiz answers, but we've already done them. 
So. Can we just reiterate? Who fucking won? Yeah, Greg won. Greg won by 50, but like 50% of the correct answers. <laughs> Greg's a legend. 51. 51? No, no, you didn't get it. I get it. You fucking didn't. You fucking didn't. <laughs> Let's go to Out This Week with Toby Anderson. Okay, so Out This Week. Uh, starting with March 22nd, um, there's only one game coming out on March 22nd. So uh, Vaporum Lockdown is coming to Switch. And then we scoot right into March 23rd and there's loads of stuff. So uh, Sanity of Morris um, is an indie game that we um, that we mentioned previously on another podcast. Um, it's coming to PS4 and PC on March 23rd. Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace is coming to PS4. Uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat. Um, it's coming to um, PS4 and all other consoles as well. Um, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town is coming to Nintendo Switch. And Puyo Puyo Ter- Tetris 2 is coming to PC. Um, then on March 24th, uh, we got Rip Them Off, which is another indie game I think that Sean covered. Um, it's coming to Xbox One. Um, Tales from the Borderlands is coming to Switch. Paradise Lost is coming to PC and PS4. Uh, Clear 2 is coming to PC via Steam and to Mac as well. I never mentioned Mac on these things. Um, and that, that's actually on March 25th, sorry. And then uh, following that is a game called The Fabled Woods coming to PC as well. Uh, Black Legend is coming to PlayStation 5 and PC. And a game called The Evil, oh, sorry, Evil Inside coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Um, uh, Andy, a uh, strange pop star looking anime title is coming to Switch called Scandal in the Spotlight. Um, looks like a visual novel sort of a thing. Uh, Danger Scavenger, which I always think should rhyme. So it should be Danger Scavenger or Danger Scavenger or something <laughs> like that. Is it not um, just playing on the alleged? <laughs> is it not Danger playing on what? Danger Scavenger. Maybe, um, <laughs> but it, 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 plays with my OCD mind and it should be Dangerous Avenger. Um, so that's coming to Switch and PS4. That was one of the ones that I think we saw during one of the Steam festivals uh, last year. Uh, Dark Complete Edition is coming to P- uh, PS4 and other consoles on March 25th as well. Uh, Dandy Ace is coming to PC and El Hijo, A Wild West Tale, which I think we covered before, is coming to PS4 and Switch. Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, is coming to Xbox One and PC. And Bladed Fury uh, is coming to PS4, a very cool-looking 2D um, action platformer. Uh, and the weirdest one recently was Octopath Traveler has been announced for Xbox One and Xbox Series X coming to Game Pass on March 25th as well. Um, and then, crazy day, so March 26th, Kaze, Kaze and the Wild Masks comes to PS4, PC, um, and a few other places on the on the March 26th. It Takes Two um, is coming to PlayStation 5 and PC. Space is that Space. Uh, that is, yeah, March 26th. Damn, that's coming around. Sorry, that's going to be a cool one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Space Space Startopia is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, Xbox One. And uh, a game called Die With Glory is coming to Xbox One. Uh, Tank Brawl 2. Armor Fury is coming to Xbox One. Nice looking indie game called Genesis Noir is coming to PC and Switch. Um, and then 
Balan Wonderworld is also coming out that day. PS5, PC, uh, Switch, um, a few other places as well. Can't see on here. Um, that's coming that day as well. Monster Hunter Rise is coming out on Switch. And Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is actually heading to PC on that day. Um, and then finally, just for the round out of the week, we've got a Record of Lodos War, Deed in Wonder Labyrinth, um, is on March twenty seventh on March twenty seventh on PC, and uh, there's an end point to Diablo's Diablo three season twenty two, which is just a ridiculous amount of seasons for that, um, and that's also ending on March twenty eighth. Wow, that's everything. Um, but that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I'm glad that Ban on the one that is going to get absolutely buried in in that release schedule with freaking Monster Hunter Rise and probably for the best. It takes two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. Uh, cool. Nice one, Toby. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring an end to our one hundredth episode. I can't quite believe we made it this far. Who would have thought, eh? After all this time. 100 episodes like I mean it's technically not 100 episodes this is just 100 official episodes we've done specials and uh reaction podcasts and things like that but in terms of 100 episodes of us doing quizzes and news this is the 100th one and we want to say a very very big thank you to everyone who has listened to this podcast from day one um I hope you've managed to see improvements and hear improvements in terms of our microphones and the way we conduct ourselves all the way through I know we're still very stupid and we still talk a lot of nonsense but hey that's what we do best uh once again a big thank you to sean greg and toby for uh keeping the pod alive for the last three weeks while i was uh recovering i'm still recovering i'm going to be recovering for a long time but um i had to get on this one because well it was the 100th and uh i'm very grateful to anyone who sent me messages thank you very much indeed um it really meant a lot and of course a huge thanks to greg for coming to say hi to me when i was in hospital it was very nice i, I watched you fall asleep yeah you did and apparently i was holding <laughs> your hand at the time yeah that's yeah. not creepy at all. Yeah, I know. I get paid. <laughs> I get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was worried you were going to finish that with, I was inside you, but you weren't really. You didn't get that far. No, there's too many people watching. Ah, uh, yeah. It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. You should have seen what I drew on you, though. Oh, God. I don't know what's on my back. It could be anything. Um, anybody want to say? Want to say a quick thing? It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, July marks three years of writing with you guys and I fucking love it. I've had a handful of games I didn't think I'd get to review like some top tier stuff. I've had a grab bag of shite and I've had everything in between and I love doing it and podcast related. You know, we wouldn't do this if we didn't have an audience. Um, I've got friends telling me that they're regular listeners and you know, I get the occasional message about quizzes or the content or that kind of stuff. And I get people that I didn't think would be fans of it um, saying like, oh man, check the podcast out. And I'm like, oh wow, cool, thank you. So, you know, you don't have to be a gamer to listen to us. Um, my mate Lucy was telling me earlier on that like, she doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, but it's nice like to get involved and stuff like that. So to anyone that is a fan of what we do, like, or they know what we're talking about or we don't, then... Yeah, like Russ, like echoing what Ross said, you know, we appreciate it very much so. And let's carry on from there, really. You know, hopefully, you know, good things will keep coming. Damn right. Uh, Topes? Uh, happy 100th. And I think this month 
or in, even within a week or two of now is pretty much when I started. So that'll be a year for me as well. Damn, um, really? Wow. Yeah. It was just as lockdown was starting, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last yeah, year. Would be. Um, yeah. So I think it was like the 1st of April or something like that. So yeah, within a week or two of now, um, which is cool. So thank you very much um, for bringing me on board. And it's been a real blast. Um, and I hope it carries on. Awesome. Good I'll, leave, I'll leave the last words to Mr. Sean Davies. It's a rat in it. Yes, yeah, all right. 200 episodes. Fucking hell. Yeah, I, considering. The... Sorry, go on. How many of these have we done and killed before we got to 30? <laughs> um, well, we got, we, got, we got the PS Gamecast in 19 episodes. Nice. Okay. But I, I, I'm okay with that because those 19 episodes were jam packed with crazy shit. That we never thought we'd get to do. That's true. True Baker. True Baker, Mike Bithill, David Jaffe, fucking Roger Craig Smith. You know, it was insane. Yeah. Well, just watch this space. We're going to like go back to the, the good old days and turn this into a complete four hour fucking monstrosity of content. <laughs> yep. 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 We, are go- we are going to take our original vision and put it on HBO Max. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> The, the Davis cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I'll get to, to the end. I'll just say <laughs> it's all right. All right. <laughs> it's a seven yeah, out of ten. Right. How have you felt about the whole day? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening to us, everybody. And uh, it's it's very cool that we get to do this. And um, you guys make it possibly, especially Patreons. And uh, it's awesome. So thank you. Well, there we are. Um, thank you very much indeed for listening don't forget you can follow us absolutely everywhere follow the link tree in the description below um, to find us on all the social medias and all the places if you want to follow us individually uh, you can find our Twitter is in the description also except for Toby who's smart and not on Twitter um, as Sean said if you do really like what we do you can follow our Patreon for a $1 a month um, you can support this podcast on its various podcast hosting services and of course support the website to keep it nice and shiny and don't forget our very own Gregaton bomb is making waves on twitch so don't forget to follow him there twitch.tv forward slash Gregaton bomb i will be online tonight eight o'clock playing more Sekiro and trying to get the bad ending oh he said the s word oh it. it's all right in this instance is that tonight or when it goes up tonight wait what podcast goes up monday doesn't it monday night yes yeah so it'll be monday night yeah I thought ahead of that and you, you just confused me. I was like, no, to, to tonight? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to confirm. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah Monday okay. night. Cool. Um, well, yeah, thank you all very much indeed once again for listening to our 100th episode. Um, if we get to 200, we'll, we'll celebrate it a bit more pompously than we did this time. And uh, it'll be a nice epic event. But hey, we've got to get there first. It's taken two years to get to this one. So we'll get there. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's goodbye from Mr. Toby Anderson. Is it? He's unmuted. Already... He's unmuted. Sayonara. There he is. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, never mind. I think I muted myself, then said it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Bye. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And goodbye from me. We'll see you next time. For episode 101. Bye-bye.